Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Brain-Based Podcast, where we have quick conversations with industry leaders about how technology is impacting the future of brands, partnerships, licensing, and IP. I'm Greg Holtzman, Brain-Based's Director of Partnership Marketing and Communications, and I'm excited to introduce today's guest, Will Stewart. If you're unfamiliar with Will, then you are in for a real treat today. Will runs the UK's fastest growing brand licensing agency, The Point.1888, the next generation of brand licensing. They connect brands with retailers and manufacturers to create powerful new products that boost revenue and brand affiliation. Will has an extensive retail career, is passionate about retail, brands, and products, and is armed with the ambition to modernize the licensing industry. Previously, he worked at Sainsbury's, Kingfisher, Woolworths, John Lewis Partnership, and most recently, CAA GBG. Will, I'm excited to speak with you today and learn more about your career on the Brain-Based Podcast. Welcome. Hello, everybody. And yeah, thank you very much for inviting me on. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I love your company's purpose and mission, especially with your charitable give back. Can you elaborate on this further for our audience and how this perhaps has contributed to all of your success so far? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We were a a business that was founded on our purpose and values, and it's been incredibly valuable uh, to us really throughout our sort of five-year history. And the purpose part of our business is Ultimately, we want a business to, you know, the business to do good and, and you know, make the world a better place. And there's two aspects to, to the purpose. We give 11% of our profits to charity. Um, and that means that, you know, we work in brand extension and licensing. You know, we're not doctors and nurses saving lives. But, you know, if we work really hard and, and you know, earn profits, then, you know, a, a, contribution of that will go towards saving people's lives and, and making you know those less fortunate than us making their lives better um, so it's a really important part of purpose I think for us as a business but then for every individual that joins the team the, the charities we give to are nominated by those team members um, meaning it, it is personal for them they are able to affect things that are you know, very specific to them. It might be a family member who's, you know, had uh, health issues or, you know, a, a hospice that's helped um, someone they know, or it's a charity that they just really believe in and, and want to support. And, you know, we've got a massive check that they get to take down to the charity. And, and the guys that, you know, did it last year, uh, you describe it as one of the best days of, of their career when they go in there with this, this big check. So, you know, that gives us a real uh, angle of, you know, we are, you know, we are a business and, you know, we, we need to, to make money, but we can do it in a, in a very conscious and, and progressive way. And then the other part of our purpose is around life work balance. So making sure that the, the, you know, the legends that join our team, you have a, you know, the right life work balance. And that means that life comes first and they, you know, they, everyone has things going on in their life and we have to, you know, operate. Uh, if you're going to employ someone, you've got to trust them to do the job. And so we don't mind where they work, what hours they work, um, what days, anything really. It's called ultra flexibility and it means people can work whenever they want. We give unlimited holiday. 
Um, and we therefore attract a, a lot of you know, parents or part-time workers um, who want to have their careers, but equally have a life that is more important than their work. And, it, and it's, it's not for everyone, you know, it doesn't always work out, but those that get it, it's a, it's a complete game changer for their lives. That's amazing. And I think that whole proposition resonates with kind of the next generation of people entering the workforce. I mean, when you talk about Gen Z and millennials, I mean, they're investing in brands that give back to their communities. Um, and especially, um, I think they see the value of work-life balance more than older generations as well. And you could see, I think in the news recently, Unilever is testing out a, a four-day week, I believe, in New Zealand. Um, so quite interesting how kind of the future of work um, and also with how charity is now involved with people's work lives as well, how that's just uh, changing with, with the times right yeah, now. Yeah, completely. Gen Z's, you know, think of purpose, you know, it's a lot higher up their decision tree than it is, you know, for my generation, I would say, um, because the information is accessible. They know instantly whether a company is doing something good or bad because, you know, they have the, the whole world in their in their phone, in their pocket. So, yeah, it really works for them. And I think having a real purpose and a, you know, charity element to a business these days, you know, adds huge value to your employer brand. And it allows you to attract unbelievable talent that, you know, most of the team place, you know, the actual purpose behind our business is, you know, one of the most important things, you know, more important than maybe your clients or, or the actual work is that they know they're doing something, uh, something good. Definitely. And I think speaking of you know, the next generation, uh, what does it mean for your company to be the next generation of brand licensing? This is actually something that really resonated with me and I know our entire company at BrainBase since we're really aiming to be a next generation technology company for the IP and licensing industries as well. So would love for you to elaborate on that too. Yeah, I think, I mean, it comes back to, you know, general entrepreneur options i think you know do you want to invent something brand new uh or do you want to improve something that's already there um and i think a lot of people if they start a business think they want to invent something brand new that's never been seen before but in reality the big way of making change is improving something that's already massive and you know in exactly the same way brainbase are doing what they're doing you know that's been our our real mission in in brand licensing our industry, it's been around for decades. Um, you know, consumers want new things. They want new ways of doing things. And, you know, we want to drive change. It's licensing industry is an incredible industry full of incredible people. And, you know, it's had a very challenging time um, as, as you would expect, because it's, it's linked to retail, but, you know, we want to be the driver of change. Um, we want to improve things. We want to make an impact and, and make things better. So, we have a load of different models that we we operate about how we do our business and they do give us a, an element of a, of a usp you know retail first brand extension is a big part of that but it, it's probably our values and the way we do business that really does make us stand out more um, and that's the thing that people most uh, relate to with us when we're pitching for new clients or speaking to new retailers is that you know, we, we have a, a, a different approach, you know, we don't really hold anything back. We're very honest about what the opportunities are. And also, 
when there aren't any opportunities. And I think that that sort of resonates with lots of people in, in the current world. And, and has this business model helped you navigate the pandemic um, perhaps better than, you know, other licensing agencies? I think it's really no secret that, you know, agencies and licensees have probably been most affected by what's been going on. But um, how have things been with you um, and your company in relation to the pandemic? And, you know, just curious if, you know, the way you work and your business model has perhaps, you know, helped um, more than hurt, obviously, in these times. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure whether it's the model particularly. I mean, the reality is if, if you, anyone in our industry has had, you know, the toughest year of their lives, it doesn't matter if you've been in it for a hundred years or, or two years, it's, you know, it's brutal, really, really brutal. And we've all had to face that together. And there's been really, really dark times. And, you know, because the whole industry is linked to retail, which was closed, and yes, of course, lots of people bought stuff online. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not completely dark, but just the reality that everything changed instantly with no, you know, instruction manual about what to do. So yes, we have a, a model that's slightly different. Um, but I think it was more about how we responded to, you know, this, you know, apocalyptic situation. And how quickly we made decisions, um, how we pivoted, how we focused. You know, we cut the team right down, and we really looked at what we were doing and how we, you know, we restructured the team. Um, you know, we actually hired people uh, in in lockdown um, and have continued to do that. But I think it's just that we, yeah, we just changed, and we we really learned a lot about ourselves individually and as a team. And we looked at what was what was capable. And, you know, I'm incredibly proud of the teams, you know, every single person in the team about how they managed to cope with this, both you know, the personal challenges of maybe being stuck at home with the kids, but equally, you know, how can we be kind to our partners and work out a way we can help them um, and, you know, come out of it strongly? You know, everyone had to go into it painfully, but it's how quickly you can recover and how quickly you can exit the, the hairpin that will be the definer of, you know, who's been successful with this in this challenging time and, and who hasn't. Mm -hmm. have, have you had to kind of um, pivot at all with, um, with kind of like employee benefits, keeping them motivated? I mean, how have you kept kind of everyone on their toes and kind of, you know, looking forward to accomplish what they need to accomplish in the present and um, with also kind of be, being able to look to the future and being like, listen, we're eventually going to get past this. Let's let's stick it out, keep our heads down, keep up the good work. I mean, have, has there been any kind of secret sauce to keeping, you know, the whole company, um, you know, on mission and, and, you know, everyone keep going? Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if there's like a secret sauce necessarily. I think it was just, you know, we, we have such talented team and a really sort of good work ethic and good attitude towards things and everyone's highly invested in you know our longer term mission and what we're trying to achieve so everyone who joins knows that you know we're on a journey and they're going to take on a very uh you know fast-paced you know a little bit uh crazy at times you know job and knowing things are going to change you know everyone in the team is very comfortable with change and accepts that's you know what they're buying into. Um, 
And yeah, just the team, everybody just really recognised that this is, you know, we're in this together and we want to come out of this. And what do we need to do? What, what are the decisions we need to make? What are the challenges we need to make to each other that, you know, would really make a difference in this environment? So it just brought forward, I think, a lot of very, you know, serious conversations about, you know, what can we change? Um, and we changed practically everything really and we did it together and you know as a team we're we're so much stronger because of that so i don't think it's a secret sauce other than the people in my team are just amazing and you know knuckled down and did it did it off their own backs rather than because you know there was some you know little golden nugget waiting for them or something <laughs> right it's just genuine yeah we want to get through this and we want to we want to achieve Right. Well, clearly, I think your leadership style is very effective and working. And I know the company has done great recently. Uh, and I'm glad you're being recognized for that as well. So I wanted to also congratulate you on being named the brand ambassador of the year at uh, last month's virtual brand and lifestyle licensing awards. I mean, it's definitely a big accomplishment for you and the company. Um, so what does that honor mean to you to kind of be recognized by the industry? And what kind of impact impact do you personally hope to make on the industry over the next five to ten years? Um, thank you very much. Yeah, it was you know it's up there with the best days of my career, really, to get that award. Um, and you know we've been at the at the Bella Awards you know since it started, and you know we've been finalists many times and and gone home with nothing. And you realise how you know, within licensing, actually, the award ceremonies are really, really tricky. And, you know, they're thoroughly, um, you know, reviewed, you know, and when you see the winners, you sort of can accept sometimes that, you know, your products or ranges aren't up there. So, you know, winning awards is all about external validation that you're doing the right thing. Um, and the ambassador award was one I remember being at the first one and seeing this ambassador award being given and Jackie doing this incredible speech about someone. And I remember thinking then, what an experience that must be to A, have someone write a speech about you like that and then, you know, be recognised in front of your industry. You know, it's something I'm incredibly proud of. Um, and, you know, to do it in quite a quick scenario, you know, in, in terms of five years is you know, really made a big impact on us. And we were also nominated as, you know, best global agent at the Lasting International Awards earlier in the summer, which, you know, as a team and a company is a, you know, as big a achievement because it's, you know, a global market as well. Um, and Hannah and my team, you know, was uh, awarded the Rising Star, International Rising Star. So, you know, we've had this ridiculously successful awards nominations this year. And it's, it's just reassuring, you know, when you're trying to change things and do things differently and lots of people are not comfortable with change and they've had success doing things the way they were done before. So, you know, they want to, you know, keep things the same. And when you're trying to change things, you're always the troublemaker or the, well, why does it need to change? And you know, so when you've then gone through it for five years and then you get something like that, it, it sort of makes the entire, you know, strive and blood, sweat and tears worth it because, you know, people outside of your, you know, inner circle are getting it and going, yeah, okay, this is a, this is a good thing. So really, really special. Um, and, you know, what does it mean for us now? You know, we've just worked out a bit of a, a five-year plan. And, of course, 
you know, forecasting and planning in the licensing industry is almost impossible. Doing it in a pandemic scenario where we're in and with Brexit and everything else is, you know, you could just make it up. But, you know, we've got to try and work out what are we going to achieve in the next five year cycle. Um, and the, the investor award and the, you know, the agency nomination are, are things that really give us a springboard to, you know, take our business to the next level. And that is about, you know, we've got very uh, ambitious recruitment plans this year. Um, you know, we are looking globally um, and we are operating in lots of markets now. We really want to, you know, fast forward that. Uh, we've launched a new company, Story 1888, which looks at a lot more of the creative and marketing strategy and social media. You know, the storytelling element of, of brand licensing is absolutely vital. And, you know, it's not really done, um, done a lot at the moment. So we, we have a new business launching. Uh, we're launching some of our own products and brands. Um, it's, a, it's a strange situation, but in 2020, that has been in, in many ways, you know, the most difficult year. You know, it will also probably be one of the best years we've ever had because we've just changed so much um, and created so much for next year that, um, yeah, we're really, we're really excited. We're looking forward to a nice break at Christmas, but, you know, when, when the year turns and we come back in January, you know, we, we know what we're going to be doing. Um, we're very, very confident in, you know, the brands that we have and the partnerships we've got and the, the retailers that will be launching and the SKUs that are launching. And, you know, it will be an incredible year for us next year. That's amazing. And I think 21, 2021 will be definitely a, you know, big year for everyone. And I think, um, you know, with all the adjustments, all the companies within the licensing industry had to make uh, in 2020, uh, it really will be interesting to see how the industry kind of moves forward, how people's strategies change. Um, and I think speaking of change, you know, something that comes to mind for me is a technology that changes so frequently. And I think with the pandemic, a lot of the technology um, and the new ones we see coming out almost kind of monthly, it seems, has really sped up. Um, so I'm curious, as kind of a progressive leader and, and CEO, are there any kind of apps and tools or technology that really help make you and your company kind of run smoothly? Yeah, I think, you know, we've been uh, looking at CRM and software solutions for a while now. And you're right, it, the, the pace of change in that industry and the, the people coming into it and, and solving the problems. I mean, the, the main issue, of course, is that the licensing industry has a huge number of problems that could be easily solved by technology. And, you know, there's a lot of legacy systems that are, you know, being you know, upgraded and improved to cover those problems. And, you know, fortunately for us as an industry, there's lots of new, exciting technology companies appearing and some of the things that they're, they're offering are, are unbelievable. And, you know, we're not, to we're not totally engaged in that space yet. So we are, you know, still looking at what is, what is possible. I think the bit that's so exciting is the pace of change and the pace of add-ons and you know, like DocuSign, for example, which is such a simple thing um, that you're so used to now where you just sign it online. But you, you've got to try and remember the problem that solved about posting contracts and printing things out and scanning them in. And, you know, we get used to technologies 
very, very quickly. And we expect it to work all the time. And it's the one thing that really, you know, annoys people when they don't work. So I think it's quite a big responsibility on the tech side of, um, of things, but it's, um, it's transformational and it, it really will take, you know, the licensing industry to the next level. Um, all that said, uh, and while we do love technology, you know, we've recently built a new Lego based sales tracking system, uh, which is you know, only really understandable if you can see it. But, you know, there is something magical and romantic about, you know, moving Lego figures around a board to represent a progress in sales and, um, and business development. So I think it's a combination of, you know, having a gamification element and, and a fun element to the processes you use to build a business and, and grow sales, but then equally tapping into, you know, this in, entire world of technology that is, is available now and is going to be, you know, exponentially better in, in a year's time. Um, and it, it just is an enabler for us to grow 10 times quicker the, than, than without it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see how technology changes and improves and, and what comes about, not only for licensors and agents, but also licensees, manufacturers. I think everyone could really use you know, innovative tech and tools to really cope with the times and you know, if something like this pandemic that we're in right now happens again. Um, definitely having technology to be able to forecast better, communicate better with partners on a global scale um, is definitely crucial and, and could definitely make the difference between kind of the, you know, making and breaking and, you know, tough times. Yeah, agreed. So last question I have for you, um, looking to 2021, uh, are you able to share any exciting partnerships that perhaps you're working on that are might come to fruition soon? And what trends in the licensing industry do you see becoming more prominent uh, this upcoming year? Uh, th this is always the bit where I have to remember. <laughs> Can't reveal too much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got lots going on. I mean, from a top line, it will be a record year for us in, in 2021. And, you know, it's a year where we can really, I think generally, yes, you know, the economy and everything else and job market, there's a lot of pain still out there. But, you know, the people that survive in business and survive with a job, you know, next year is a, is a real time for, for positivity and unity and really sort of celebrating. I mean, you know, for us personally, it will be a record year for brand launches, licensee launches. We'll have a record number of SKUs launching. We've got record number of retail launches. It'll be our biggest year from a recruitment point of view, biggest year, uh, you know, from an outside of the UK point of view. And we will make the biggest impact, you know, from a charity donation point of view. So, you know, for us, it's just going to be a, a year of, of records, I think. Um, and, you know, it's a real privilege to be in that position. And we understand that. And we, you know, we are a kind company and we want to try and help uh, and support as many other people as possible through that um, process. Um, and, you know, from a trends point of view, I, I sort of I jump around from, you know, what you think might happen to what you want to happen. And, you know, this term of kindness being the new call, I think is something that I really want to see where, you know, brands with true purpose, brands that are really doing something for, for a good cause, um, 
you're trying to highlight something that needs highlighting or supporting something that really needs supporting. You know, if, if any industry's had the worst time, it will be charities this year where you know, just donations have, have dried up um, and they are all, all having a, a really painful time. But your licensing creates revenue and creates new products and you can tie everything you do to a cause or a charity or a purpose. And you, you mentioned it earlier, Gen Z's pur purpose for them is, is absolutely you know, in that pool of, uh, of decision tree with price and, and brand and everything else. You know, when Gen Al Generation Alpha come to the market, purpose will probably be front of mind for them in that, you know, what's, if I buy this bottle of water or that bottle of water, which one's going to do the best thing for the planet? So true purpose, I think, is absolutely key. Um, and it, I think it'll happen quite quickly. And then companies that are kind, if you look at, um, you know, uh, you know, just businesses that are doing things for the right reasons, there's lots of small generally small, really incredible businesses that are being kind. But then there's really big corporations that are really recognizing and changing and thinking we've got to do, do things better. Um, and then other trends for me, you know, partnership, um, collaboration, unity, there's incredible thing uh, where all the UK grocery retailers all stood together and supported Sainsbury's um, because of some trolling around their advert, which is ridiculous when you think about it. But, you know, what it brought out was this fact that all these competitors who generally are you know, battling each other on price all suddenly united and, you know, came out together with a, with a you know, common message. And it's like, that's never been done before. If the one thing that the pandemic is going to teach us is that everything you thought was impossible before is, is now possible. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to survive this situation and be in a position where you can try new things and, and seize opportunities, you know, it's going to be an incredibly uh, opportunistic, uh, opportunistic world. Awesome. Well, amazing answer. I mean, I look forward to seeing what you do next year and seeing more amazing press about the deals you're working on um, and hopefully more recognition for you. Uh, and your company. So truly looking forward to that. Uh, thank you again for coming on our podcast. Uh, I want to give you a chance to let people know uh, if they want to work with you, um, if they want to, you know, reach you, how can they um, contact you and learn more about your company? Yeah, main one for us is LinkedIn. Uh, so yeah, just come and contact us on there or email hello you at the point 1888.com. You know, we are hiring heavily at the moment and, you know, we've got a lot of new brands going on and we've got lots of stuff going on. So, yeah, we're, we're always interested in meeting new, exciting people. So, um, yeah, we'd welcome anyone to get in touch with us, really. Awesome. Well, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of the Brain Based Podcast with Will Stewart from The Point 1888. Please visit brainbase.com and we will see you on our next episode. Thanks again, Will. Thank you.